Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the From the Stands podcast. I am Sean, joined as always by my brother, Ian. Ian, how, it's been like, what, four months? We're going to have to wipe off the April. The, the it's, it's been a while. But let's welcome in our guest, Ian. By the way, I think it's like six months, seven months. It was NBA offseason. May, maybe. Okay. All right. Five months. That's what we'll call. We'll call we'll call five, six months. I don't know. It's been a long time. Rob Shaw's here, everybody. What's going What's on, Rob? Going on Stanfield Brothers. We and, have and, and like it needs to be said. Rob and I, I'm I'm out out yep. in New York in Brooklyn for work. Um happened to be at a basketball game in the Brooklyn area. Guess who's there? Rob Shaw. Met him in person. Sean wasn't there. Sean's still Obviously. upset about it. I am still very upset. Yes. It, it hurt all of our feelings, but like the level of excitement, like, so the story goes like, we're both at the game. Nobody, nobody knows. And Ian shoots a text to our group chat, which is not unusual. Our group chat rings at all times of the day. It does. And he just goes, Luca's the best player on the floor right now. And I go, oh shit, I'm at this game live. And Sean goes, so is Ian. I blow up the, the chat because Ian's not responding. And then he, apparently Ian's service was bad, right, Rob? And then all of a sudden, there you are in the concourse, hand it in was hand. Awesome. It was so awesome. we might just make that the thumbnail for the for the uh, I thought for that. the podcast. I thought we should. This. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it deserves uh, I'm, it. I'm here for that. <clears throat> Maybe I'll like Photoshop me like in there. Just like I'll really <laughs> small me. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, Ian's right. It's been. It's been a long time and we've missed it. Obviously, life, things happen. We do want to get back into this. So please, again, thank you for sticking around, sticking with us. We're back. And guys, we missed a lot. Rob, you were actually the last guest that we had on the podcast. And since then, we missed an entire baseball season. I don't think Ian cares at all. Nope, sure don't. We missed all of the preseason of the NFL. We're on to week, what are we, week 10 of the NFL right now? Week nine? Nine. So we're through, we missed eight weeks of NFL picks. We missed a Donovan Mitchell trade. We missed multiple drafts. And we missed all the hockey season and the, the Leafs stink. Who cares? And we missed the, the Nets drama. And we're going to get to the Nets in a minute. But thank God we didn't have... How many podcasts would we, would we have done if it was around the who should Kevin Durant be traded to? Where should he go? What packages are enough? Would we have done 48 minutes on... If the, if the Raptors should trade Scotty Barnes or Pascal Siakam for Kevin Durant, I say, yes, we probably did. We would have. Glad we didn't. So we're going to get to the Nets in a minute. But I went back and was listening to some of the old podcasts because one of the trades that we did miss as well was the Rudy Gobert trade, which shocked the universe. Four first-round picks, all the players in the world. I thought it was five. Can, I was four first. There's um, there a, sw- a swap. Walker. There was Kessler Walker. They had uh, Vanderbilt in there. They had a bunch of dudes going the other way. And the last podcast we did, I threw out some fake trades. And the trade that I threw out was Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gay for Gordon Hayward, PJ Washington, Mason Plumley, and the number 13 overall pick. Now, we all said that Utah says no, but Ian said that Utah has bigger dreams than that for Gobert. I don't know why, but they do. But it's pretty close. And Rob added, I really like PJ Washington, though. And then, what, a month and a half later? This guy is traded for the star in the moon. So fast forward now to nine games into the NBA season. Fast fast forward and um, P.J. Washington is like trash. Like if you want to win a championship, P.J. Washington's like your 10th man. Congratulations. Oh, you know, he's like is- he's like he's like basement auto porter. Oh, Jesus. Christ. That is so disrespectful that because is- I am not an auto porter guy. Plays for the Raptors now. NBA uh, champion. So. Ian's going to like him. Yeah, a lot of people get those. Not everybody earns them. You talk about trash. The T-Wolves are currently four and four. They've beaten the Thunder twice, the Spurs once, and the Lakers once. They've lost to Utah, the Spurs twice. How have they played the Spurs three times already? By the way, those are all top teams in the Western Conference. Three top teams. Utah, San Antonio, Phoenix. Sure. Yeah, and all of them are in the Things we expected last time we podcasted. Yeah, sure. So, Rob, what up with Minnesota? Is this a flash in the pan? You know, is this just gelling with a new guy that they've never had? 
Is this cat being brutal? 20 points a game still can't stop, still can't stop fouling. What up with the Minnesota Timberwolves? If I were any GM around the NBA that is not the jazz GM, I would be kicking Adam Silver's door down and saying, hey, did you see what Minnesota gave up for Rudy Gobert? Because it completely broke the trade market. That level of an overpay, not, not only should it be a fireable offense, but like the other owners should have beat him up because it ruins the market for better players. If Rudy Gobert goes for four first rounders, um, the rookie you just drafted, a rotation guy, that's why there was no Kevin Durant deal. Because what do you get for Kevin Durant? The star, the moon, you, you sign Jesus to a 10-day contract? Like, I, I don't know. So the can one Jesus, thing I'll can say. Jesus hoop? I bet you, is Jesus a hooper or a basketball player? Jesus is definitely a hooper. I thought, I think so. Too. He's getting busy in his Chancletas in <laughs> Jerusalem. I don't buy the trade market thing. And the reason I don't buy it is because Donovan Mitchell was traded two months later, right? For for a price that I think we all can sit there and go, Utah did well. I don't like Colin Sexton, but Utah did well and Cleveland did really well. I mean, we're obviously cheating. Mitchell's, you know, they're in the season and Mitchell's their best player by far. Um, so S- subtle I dig, think, subtle dig at Mobley, but just, just for I everyone think, listening. Yeah. Just see. I mean, Mitchell is better than Mobley. Um, I think, I think you are right. I think for the summer, but I think as soon as we got back to, you know, really close to basketball, I think that opened things up and that's why Mitchell happened. Um, it also happened because the Knicks just weren't willing and that's fine. That's fine. I don't know that you're winning with the, with the Jalen, with a Brunson Mitchell backcourt anyway. We're about to find out if they can win with a, 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 a Garland Mitchell backcourt, but that, that can, that can wait for another day. I think the reason the Durant thing didn't go is because I just don't think Brooklyn was motivated enough to do it. And I think if now after all this Kyrie bullshit, um, you know, he sucks, Ben sucks. Um, I think you may get a more motivated Brooklyn Nets leading up to the deadline. And I think there are going to be teams, right? Like, so, you know, obviously Utah, San Antonio, like that, that group of teams is probably going to fall off, but there is going to be a team like new Orleans. That's like second and an opportunity will arise to, to turn Brandon Ingram, to turn Brandon Ingram to Kevin Durant. And I think a team like that could bite on something like that, particularly to keep him out of Phoenix. So I wouldn't, I, I don't think the Durant thing is dead by any means. Um, but I think in the summer, what happened, I just don't think Brooklyn was all that motivated. Now that the, the, their season's in wreckage, their franchise is in disarray. It's a complete, complete shit show. I think that could change. I, I think Durant is on a new team by March. I would say this though. We do live in a social media and internet era. And these, as you think about NBA executives and NBA ownership, even more specifically, very, very proud individuals. They don't get up to where they are by being cupcakes, right? And we'll talk about Joe Sy in a minute. But I do think that they were in a lose-lose situation once that once that uh, Rudy Gobert trade went through. Because it would be everyone, uh, us, beat writers, uh, media, dunking on any trade that they did that did not exceed whatever Rudy Gobert got right that that has to play into it we, we would be all over the net, Nets management if they didn't get at least four first round picks for Durant I think you're right Ian they, it calmed down now and the league looked at that as a complete outlier and Minnesota potentially losing their mind but I think in the moment it had something to do with it and I think I just think that they didn't move Kevin Durant because the deals weren't good enough you know the you know, uh, Aiton plus Bridges plus some capital in a, with a sign and trade sign and trade scenario. Is that good enough? I don't know. Wait, and I, it I was, think in the Phoenix deal, are you sure Aiton was involved and it wasn't Rashawn Holmes? <laughs> they're the same. So they're the Spider Man. It doesn't matter. So I, I do think that it was that. You know, you have Masai who wasn't balking and wasn't going to include Scotty Barnes into a, into a potential package. You had or Pascal Siakam. That you, you wasn't had happening. Other it, they weren't getting that level of haul, and no one really had that cap. Then they didn't want draft picks. They wanted to compete. They still had Irving and, and Simmons on the team. So 
I think that you're both right. I think that it did cool after a while. And I think that the Mitchell trade is kind of level set this, although picks are flying around like crazy. But I would say with the, with the Gobert piece, you know, they were in a lose-lose situation after that because they were about to be dunked on. And I would also like to mention that I tried to give us a minute on the Minnesota Timberwolves because I don't think any podcast in North America has talked about them. And yet we immediately pivoted to the Nets, which lets me think we should probably pivot to them full-time right now, unless you guys have any th- other thoughts on the Timberwolves. I know the Timberwolves aren't going to go anywhere until Ant. there's two things, right? Ant needs to get it together. Stop going to the media about how the team is constructed and you can't get in the paint and all this other stuff. He needs to stop with that nonsense, get in the gym and get it done. And I think if I'm Minnesota, I'm starting to realize my issues on the cap front and I, it's really hard to win with bigs in general. It's extremely hard to win with bigs that don't want to guard and don't want to rebound and, you know, are in and out of play sort of disappear and want to, you know, it's really, really difficult, right? Say what you want about Anthony Davis. And I have my issues with Anthony Davis. Okay. When in the, when the 2020 Lakers won the title, he was a wrecker on D. So I think they have a cat issue. And I, we were actually talking this week about, you know, where could Cat go? Um, my favorite one was Atlanta. But I, I think they're in trouble. And I don't think that I don't think it's on Rudy because Rudy's just been as advertised, right? Rudy's yep. Rudy. Yep. I know what I'm getting. Last last thoughts, Rob. <clears throat> yeah, Cat's gotta go. And I think the best version of Cat is on a team where he clearly knows somebody is better than him. Or maybe not better than him, but is clearly already the alpha. Um, the reason Cat defended so damn good his rookie year, um, or the reason he defended so well in college is Cal could put a foot up his ass. Rookie year, I don't care if Kevin Garnett was 70. Cat's not built to handle KG. So when KG was like, hey, these are how we're going to rotate. This is how we're going to do it. Cat took all that in. Then KG retires. Now Cat is the man. And he just hasn't. He needs to go somewhere where the culture has already been set. And I love Chris really Finch. Good player. I do. I love Chris Finch in Minnesota. Not the guy who cares about defense. And this isn't football. You can't just win by being an offensive mastermind. And by like, the way, they haven't been. <laughs> that's the craziest <laughs> part. So that's why I think if I'm if I'm Minnesota and they just hired hired um the guy from denver gave him a ton of money um to run the franchise he goes and gets rudy rudy can be successful it everything matters about the guy i put next to him so i want to put a rangy forward with a varying skill set who can pass dribble and shoot like that's the kind of guy switchy that way you know i can be a little more versatile you know, I, we joked because the Raptors would obviously never do it. But um, Pascal next to Gobert would be, for Minnesota, would probably be best case scenario. Like, John Collins doesn't guard, um, but he's another sort of rangy forward who would be interesting, right? And I think if I'm if I'm them, that's who I'm chasing. That's the kind John of John Collins is like a bit of a basement cat, cat, isn't he? Like, I know he's yeah, a I mean, roller, he doesn't, but... he doesn't guard. He doesn't guard, but he's not... I, I think the clogging thing that Ann is talking about, like, look, you're about to get this, like, you're going to get a ton of money. Like you just, you got to be the number one guy. You got to go get it done. No worries about clogging the paint. I didn't even, I out. didn't actually even connect the the clogging the paint comments with Gobert, but it, it does seem like it's Cat and Gobert. It's, it's just, I know Cat well, Gobert threes. chills out, or sorry, Cat chills outside. It's the best shooting by numbers. One of the best shooting big men of but all I don't, time. But you don't want him doing that all the time. No, 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 of course not. Of course not. And then crunch time, which would have been another 15 minutes like we would have done is who's really your crunch time five in a round two series of the playoffs. Um, but hey, Minnesota Timberwolves. From the stands podcast gave you some air, some uh, some airtime. Let's get to the Brooklyn Nets. I was going to make this basically the biggest part of the pod. If you guys don't mind, I do want to. We do need to talk about it. It's very important. I don't want to spend you know thirty five minutes talking about this this nonsense and this bullshit. But we do have to touch on it. We should give our opinion. Cole's notes version, as we all know, off season is a complete disaster. Right, last year Kyrie was a mess with the vaccination status. They get swept by Boston. 
Kevin Durant wants out. Kyrie, is he going to be a Laker? It's just a whirlwind around the, the offseason. Come into the season, you know, the, they, they demand that Steve Nash and Sean Marks get fired. Come forward, start the season one and six. I think they're two and six now, but one and six when I, when I made the notes here. And Kyrie, Kyrie, he only apologized because it was a term of his reinstatement for a suspension. This is what he had to do. Oh, I have it. I have his statement if you want it. So I don't want his. I want the statement from Ramona Shelburne's article. The only only question left for Cy and the Nets, how long was the suspension for Irving? Skipping forward. In an email outlined in suspension to his agent, the conditions needed for Irving's reinstatement included a public statement recognizing the film was anti-Semitic, an apology for supporting the film and the falsehoods within it, and training sessions on the dangers of hate speech, sources said. That isn't a fucking apology. It is the terms of your bail. That it's what are we talking about? This guy can rot in Siberia for all I fucking care. No one's forcing you to be here, dude. If you and uh, Raja Bell talked about it earlier this week, and then Ian, I want to get you in here. Raja Bell talked about it earlier this week. He thinks he's smarter than everyone else in the room. He thinks he's the most fucking enlightened guy around. Educate yourself, you fucking clown. Ah, oh, just it's like it's like uh, my. If it was my kid, like, I'm, I'm raising two children to do the right thing. And like, you're going to fuck up sometimes. Everyone posts things that we don't mean. And maybe he missed the, the part about the anti-Semitism. But as soon as you're enlightened on it, someone tells you, just, God damn it. But all he had to say was, hey, I was reading this for research or I watched this for research. I agreed with X, Y, Z. And then he could strongly denounce and everything else. But everyone walked him to do that, and he still didn't do it, and he still hasn't said it publicly to a camera, to someone's face. He's yeah, done none of that. From his Instagram account could have been, hey, look, these are the terms. Um, your My agent sent this over, yeah. post it. Or my PR people post it. No, I, I, I completely agree. A written one is nonsense. nonsense. I'm dying to hear Ian's thoughts. I mean, you know, he wants to call Kyrie Kanye so bad. No, but Kyrie, Kanye, Kyle Kuzma, like those three, those three just deserve each other. You know what I mean? Um, Kuzma came out and supported Kyrie. Um, I think Reggie, Reggie Bullock may have posted something on Instagram in support of Kyrie on this, you know, and just no place for it. Right. It's all it is is ignorance. And I think Kyrie's mm-hmm. problem is that, you know, I think he really wants to be like this basketball, basketball player slash philosopher where, you know, everything in the world is a deeper meaning. And, you know, I think that's great. But I, I think what it, what he forces himself to do is try and zig when everyone else is zagging. And, you know, the earth's flat, right? Whether he really believes that, I don't know. The, 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 the danger with Kyrie is that he takes a stance on something like the flat earth thing. He knows it's wrong and he's too stubborn. Um, too stubborn to do the right thing and too stubborn to change his ways and learn and adapt, right? It's what being a human being is, right? I mean, the, the whole reason you're here is to you know, try and make the world a better place, spread love and try and become a better person. Right. So that's the whole deal. And, you know, rather than turning it into a learning experience, he didn't. Right. I mean, but at the end of the day though, like this is what we have to expect from this guy. And, and, and quite honestly, you know, we're at the point where oh, I, I think this is he's, he's, he's not, he's done in Brooklyn. Right. Like, it's over. I don't see how he comes back. I don't care what kind of apology goes out. I don't care what kind of donation. Stephen A. Smith reported today, not that he needs to be the most trusted source, that Josiah is done with him. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to be Stephen A. Smith or some, you know, some reporter to, to, to read the tea leaves on that. I mean, the guy has been a nonstop, nonstop. And distraction isn't even an acceptable enough word. He has been a nonstop piece of shit for since the minute he got there and right. Like just because he does good things. And I know people on Twitter always jump on that. Well, he donated, you know, 300,000 to the food bank. And like, 
you can be a bad person who does good things, right? It doesn't always mean that the good deed comes from the right place. And I, I think he's done in Brooklyn. And I, and I think, quite frankly, I think the reason that apology went out isn't because he's sorry. No. It's because his agent went to him and his and his crew of yes people went to him and said, hey, like, we're with you, but you may be out of the league. And, you know, there, there were reports, World reported, or I think um, someone reported that that they've been shopping for a couple of weeks with no bites. And, you know, not not that that's surprising, but if and when he gets cut by Brooklyn, where's he going? I don't see him getting cut. Like, I this management has just not shown me that they have the balls or the gumption to make a move that dramatic. Here's the thing. I've clowned Josiah, I've clowned Josiah on this show. You get to a point, right? And Josiah's an extremely successful guy. Mm -hmm. You get to a point where you're like, you're an ant, you're nothing. The, this 20, $30 million that we're talking about for you, I wipe my ass with that shit. And I've built companies and sat across more ruthless people than you. I'm done with this shit. And, and I, I genuinely believe that we're there. So even if he, he could very well feel like that, but to Sean's point earlier, the NBA GMs and owners are very prideful people. This is a lot of egg on your face if you mm -hmm. put together a big three of Harden, Durant, and Kyrie and you wind up, you had to ship Harden out for a shell of an all-star in, mm -hmm. in Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to just release Kyrie for nothing. I think with that level of pride, I, I don't see a straight-up release. But so, if they but, keep but, him. Here, but what's, the, this could is be, what Sean's going to say. What's the ahead. option? What's the option? You, you bring him back. You can't bring that guy back into your locker room you can't bring that guy back into your building like it's just it's over right like again uh, like he can go all the pendants in the world how do you bring that person back into your space and by the way we are past the point of kevin durant saying bring that guy back you have to do this you have to do that Joe, we're past that point you've requested a trade i owe you nothing mm -hmm. i will sit here and watch you rot for four years i don't care we're past all that I don't, I don't think it's see going to be how as hard to integrate him into the locker room as you think. No, no, no. This is the I'm thing not I was talking about. Sorry, I misspoke. Not the locker room. How do you bring that guy back into your building? How okay. do you look? Like your organization. How do you look? How do you look these people that work for you in the eye? Okay, who I'm sure Investors, a lot of them are Jewish. Sponsors. How do, you look, how do you look at these people in the eye? How do you look? You're in New York City, guys. It's not difficult to put this together. How do you look? Those people, thousands of fans that come out and support you, how do you look those people in the eye and pay that man his money to dribble a basketball in front of them? It's, it's done. Over. Over. And, and by the way, no one's taking him via trade. So you're not, it's a sunk cost. Cut bait. Get rid of him. Well, and the, so you think he'd, what's your over-under on NBA games he plays in the next two years? I think he will get released. No one will touch will him. somebody pick him up? No one will touch him for the remainder of the year. Then Clutch will get their hands on him. They'll spin some story about redemption and, you know, getting educated. And Kyrie went to, you know, went to uh, Hebrew school and, you know, all this stuff. They'll spin well, he's it. taking a trip to the Mecca this summer. And I think he'll be a Laker. So, but as of now, this is it. It's over. And there's only, and just like, just like with you know, just with some other guys, with some other guys in the Lakers, you point to one team, you're like, that's the only team. I think that's the only team because of the LeBron thing and the clutch thing that could even, that you could even remotely consider bringing him in. But it's going to be, have to be after a lengthy, whether pretend or not, rehabilitation process. I would like I think to he's, I don't think he plays another game this year. I would like to think that's true because as, if any normal person does what he did, they're fired immediately. There are terms and conditions and policies in place to protect companies against things like that. And if you're given a chance to, to show contrition and you don't, you're definitely fucking fired. 
So, you know, the, the hardworking people of Brooklyn and, and the, you know, the New York area, that's going to not going to resonate well there. Nope. But Ian, you were, you were, you were right during the, the time as it was happening, the nets were soft on this at first. So was the NBA. It took- David Stern would never let this happen. <laughs> David Stern. Are you kidding? David Stern would have bought Twitter with Elon Musk and Kyrie's page would have been gone before the thing even happened. But he would have burned their building to the ground before he let this happen. What I'm saying is Adam Silver went to pro player. That's what happened. And he and they were soft for those first three, four days. They were too soft and they spoon they spoon fed him an opportunity. He didn't take it again and again and again. And all if you read Ramona Shelburne's report, the fact that Kyrie hasn't talked to ownership or anyone. In over a year, he uses his agent and his stepmom to talk to, to all these people. And, you know, he didn't actually meet with Joe after this. It was all through back channels. Fuck that. He I should think- be gone. But based on what we saw, but based on what we've seen, before, my guess is he won't be. They were soft at the beginning. He's going to meet the terms of his suspension. And they they value what he brings on the basketball court. And there's two quick points I want to make. First and foremost, I don't get it anyways. You guys are shit with him. You guys are not a good basketball team. This isn't like you guys were eight and one and world beaters. And we need to stick handle this to get Kyrie back in to win basketball games and make more money. You guys are trash. So what's the point? And secondly, I've actually never seen an athlete so defended on social media as much as Kyrie. I like to go through all the, all the tweets, tweets and comments on, on major issues and Nick Friedel's thing. There are, like, I know that the internet is a cesspool and gross. Guys, there are so many people that defend this guy. Like, so many. And a lot of people in the NBA defend him, too. He is very well-liked in the NBA. And you know what he just did? He empowered a whole lot of bad people that yep, can really make this a thing. And if you want to talk about the power of it, that is. Right? I mean, you want to talk, you want to talk, let's talk. Donald Trump was the president of the United States for four years. Think of the people and the scum that he empowered. And if you want proof, go back to January 6th and watch that shit and tell me that people with a platform don't have an effect. They do. And they do. It's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. And and he's done, guys. It's over. I said I didn't want to do 35 minutes on this. I, I'm Wait, done with this guy. Go, Real quick. No, go, go. Yeah, let's place a bet. We no, may no, no, be no. in New York with you, Rob. In a month, we may see you in a month, okay? Mm-hmm. He could play games after that. I don't know. But if by then, if by then he has played a game, first round of drinks is on me. I'm taking and if he o- hasn't played since then, first is on me. That- Done. No, I'll split with you, Rob. I'm taking over 0.5 games played between now and December 2nd. All right. We have yeah. it. You against You guys against me. Wait, oh, wait, one last thing. He's this done. is basketball related on the Nets. Oh, we get back to basketball. Okay. Ian, do you remember the order in which the starters were announced for the Nets? Ooh, I thought you were going to go Brandon Ingram and I was ready. No. What order did the start where the starters announced? You don't have to know, but this is the, I've been to enough NBA games. I've never seen the best player on the team be called first. No. And they uh-huh. announced Kevin Durant first. Who's and then last? Uh, Kyrie was last. Ben Simmons was fourth. Um, Royce O'Neal and uh, Claxton were after Durant. I've never. And yeah, that's I'm strange. a big Bill Kawhi, Simmons guy. Kawhi so like was first, though. Wasn't, thing. wasn't Kawhi first when he was in Toronto because he just wanted it out of the way and Kyle was last? That's different, though, right? I mean, true. That's Kawhi that's, Kyle's a franchise icon. And, and he wanted it to be his team this is why he left golden state and you're getting announced first hey kevin durant you are one of the best basketball players i've ever seen and i also think sean should take this moment to take the fattest l on the 2016 draft admit it brandon simmons trash at number one ingram at number two and by the way if we're really keeping score the guy who should have went number one in that draft Pascal Siakam. I, well, I, I knew yeah. you were going there. I, we'll I was, we'll you know, do. We can do a redraft. And by the way, Jakob Pertl still top ten. What a beast! Uh, I will say that unequivocally, their careers to date, Brandon Ingram is un- un- objectively the better player. Um, at the time that we made the video, uh, ob- <laughs> what's, what's Ben Simmons going to do? Ben's, hop in a time machine? Objectively, at the time we made the video, Ben Simmons is a better basketball player. Okay, let's move on. Um, really quick here, Rob. You know, obviously we have you here. 
We want to talk some of the young players in the NBA. That's, you know, your bread and butter. The rookies. Who's been your favorite rookie so far? Now, don't say Paolo. Pick someone else. Oh, okay. Well, that boy, is that where I was going? <laughs> no, pick, oh, come on, smokes. pick your guy. Pick your guy. He's excellent. Um, we're going to, I'm saying, we're going to talk about Paolo. He's as that good that he has his no, own, he's excellent. he has his own section. So he's, anyone other than Paolo, who's been your favorite rookie so far? I, I watch a good amount of college basketball. Um, the pack 10 is a difficult watch, like stylistically sometimes, but also it's literally a bitch to get on your TV. And I guess that is a big part of why I didn't see enough of uh, Benedict Matherin. He's, he's a major problem. Holy smokes. That kid is really a bucket. He's Paul George, man. He's a, He's the Chris Duarte killer. I liked Chris last year, and he came mm-hmm. in and snatched every yeah. single minute. Indiana went out and got another kid, PG from Fresno, right? They go out, hit the West Coast again, hit another kid from Arizona. And that, by the way, this kid's Paul George. And he's, he's, and he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. Is he really? I did not know that. Of course yeah, he's we had, we had two. We had uh, the kid in Portland and uh, – Matherin. Shaden uh, Sharp. Drafted, Talk about a rookie. Who, baby, Shaden Sharp. Woof. Little T-Mac in there. That, that's a Kentucky guy, FYI. Um, like yeah, you, you, get, you get that one. I mean, if we're going to talk about rookies, I can't not talk about my guy, Christian Coloco. I was, I had that as well. Go ahead. He, uh, he, is, a, he is a really nice modern-day big. Runs the floor, block shots, unselfish. And when he learns, when he learns to pass, the same way that Abaka learned to pass when he was here, when Coloco learns to pass, and he'll be able to make that secondary read. It's going to be a really, really big addition for the Raps. And he's started a few games. He's getting lots of minutes. He's getting rookied a little bit by the officials. Um, but you know, we we traded down with that trade for Thaddeus Young, who's DMPCD uh, the past few games with the Raptors. Um, we traded down, and, and Masai got another one. Coloco's Coloco's good. Boy, is he. Matherin is shooting 43% from three. Wait, both Arizona guys. Coloco and Arizona guy, too. I'll take your I'll take your word for it. Uh, I was trying to pull it up here. No, I can't get it right now because I don't want to lose this. Um, all right, before we get to, to Paolo, I, I will say Jabari shooting 30% from three. I don't think any of us had that on our bingo card. By the way, Coloco was at Arizona. It's he's you know it's early. Happy to see Jaden Ivy's been good, so at least we don't have another Killian Hayes on our hands. Oh, he's fourteen seven and four. Take it for a young point guard. Take it. If we talk about Detroit, we're talking about one guy. Jalen Duran has been awesome, and that's who I, I, I am going to say his name. He has been awesome. In lim- limited usage, he's been really good. But but Kate is a fucking problem. Did I tell you that Jalen Duran sucks? Yeah, you did. Okay, just making sure because yeah, I'm, I'm still like that's a he's a rotation big. It's a good class. I'm yeah. bummed we miss Chet. I'm bummed we miss Chet. I really do. Yeah, but and- Orlando, look, we we all jumped on Orlando. Why? What they do? They got it right. Paolo and Wagner, those are two guys I can build my franchise on. No um, question. Sacramento may have got it right, too. Keegan Murray's pretty fucking good. Keegan he was a lot better yeah, in the pre- you know preseason. What he is? But... He's, you know what he is? He's just solid. Rock just, solid. Yep, he is. Just a good basketball player. Just a good ba- He's like OG Ananobi that way. He's just a good basketball player. Have you guys Although seen you want it, By the way, you want to talk yet? about the leap. OG maybe. No, well, just, just hold on. All right. Rob. Pod God. Paolo Bancaro. Mm. The skill set is so unreal. Like, I know Clay. What's the best comp, Rob? I hated it last year. And then he got to the league, and all of a sudden, it made sense. Somebody, I want to say it was somebody at the ringer. It was probably uh, Kevin O'Connor called him 6'10 Mellow. And like that's good. Actually, no, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't O'Connor. It was uh, Jonathan uh, Tart Sharks. R.I.P. 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 But he was. He called him six ten mellow. I hated it. That's I probably good. tweeted about it and bashed that's it good. last year. And then I watched him in NBA yeah. spacing. 
cross the hell out of Clay Thompson and spin into pull-up jumpers. And I was like, damn, he saw it. He saw it. And that man was a visionary. And and by the way, we're not going to be disrespectful to Carmelo Anthony on this podcast. Generational score. Who's going to be disrespectful to Carmelo Anthony? No, no, no. Unbelievable score. And- Generational score. Like, who who would be disrespectful to Carmelo Anthony? You just got to make sure. Maybe the maybe internet Lala, is too. The internet that. is the internet ruined that guy. Absolute absolute stud. No, the Knicks ruined that guy because they they should have just waited and signed him in the offseason instead of trading half their roster. Anyways, FYI, his book amazing. His little memoir that he put out. Oh, what a read! All right, something for the listeners. Promoting Carmelo Anthony's book. How do we not talk about Shade and Sharp? What? But, They've cut you down know, on his but, minutes, though. No, but Portland went out. Portland went out, and they hired. Um, and you trashed them for four straight months that they didn't know um, what they were doing. From Draft Express. Uh, what is his name? Mike Schmitz. Mike Schmitz. I almost called him Jonathan Cavoni. Right. So they went out. They got a guy who's just like, I know the draft. Just let me do that. And they may got they may have one. Shaden Sharp. By the way, early coach of the year candidate Chauncey Billups in Portland. Let's move on to Raptors corner. Ian. Mm. The team looks good. Do we have to give Ian his flowers? Because well, it's I'm not, not really, about I'm not dying for that part. Well, it's not the flowers part. Ian, the Toronto Raptors are five and three. They have the number six offense in the NBA, followed up with the number nine defense, as per John Hollinger. I tried to tell you. The OG thing looks good. But I want to start with Siakam. Wait, wait. Before we get to that, I picked to do this pod in this room because I knew we were going to have to give Ian his flowers on Siakam. So I'm I'm prepared. I'm a man. <laughs> Ian, these are for you. Right here, baby. These are for you. Send, I'm, send I'm giving them, you send your them. flowers. I'll wear them the rest of the pod because... You told us Siakam was better than a lot of people's favorite players. And my God, if he has not delivered this year, leading the team in points, rebounds, assists, playing like a man possessed, but also I'm kind of digging the leadership with the young guys. Thank you. But but there's one guy who deserves credit, maybe two if you name Rico Hines, and that's P, right? P. Got himself right, put the work in. Send those flowers to 50 Bay Street, baby. Yeah, that's where they belong. <laughs> you can see it. And I was talking to my wife about this yesterday when watching the game, or two days ago, watching the game. They killed San Antonio. And P ran a fast break, got the defender to commit, bounce pass, dunk. And he was smiling ear to ear, and Scotty came over and hugged him. And... That is just a man who's enjoying playing basketball again. After the bubble, um, he got trashed by people who didn't know shit on the internet and struggled, got himself together, then got hurt. And it's just been absolutely sensational since. Mm-hmm. And there is not a conversation. There is not a conversation about the six best forwards in the league that does not have Pascal Siakam in it because although I, the shooting from three dipped a tad, he's guarding, he's doing the best rebounding and playmaking of his career. And he's just sensational. And, and put it this way, there's all these people on the internet talking about Bam out of bio. If Pascal Siakam was on Miami, Miami would be as good as the Bucks. That's the kind of level we're talking about. Man, I want to hate that take so much, and I can't. I I don't hate the take. I just think that it's the other stuff that's broken in Miami, not Bam. So even if you put Siakam there, I don't think it fixes all their problems. Siakam is objectively incredible. The, the problem with Bam is that when the going gets tough, I know I don't have to guard him. Well, that's the thing. He's the offense is not even there. Yeah, that's true. Right? There is literally Elite defensive player. Yeah. Right. But so what am I getting? I'm getting peak Ben Simmons. Congratulations. Right. Like, oh, come I need, on. That's no, better offensively that's than mean. Come on. I need, <laughs> no, but if I want to win, I need Bam peak to beat ben me. Simmons. Make Bam beat me. And by the way, the only reason that 
Miami was even in that playoff series is because Jimmy Butler decided I'm the forget all that. I'm the best forward on the planet, right? That isn't even a series series that they're relying on Ben. No, you guys are super talented and we're a pain in the fucking ass to play against. And who the hell wants to play us? But your development is so yes. Like fine. Everybody wants to score. So I could see Siakam, like as he got better, I could see him turning into the scorer he is. Maybe not this high, but like that wasn't unfathomable. The playmaking, mm-hmm. the, the development of his feel for the game within you guys' organization is, is the biggest testament to they're doing something different than everybody else. Because He's so good feet, at spotting that double, Rob. Now, he spots that double, it comes, and that ball's gone before and that, that was, second defender can turn. That was the biggest criticism of him for the better part of 14 to 16 months from the bubble season on into early Tampa season was the fact of his playmaking. And he would become a ball stopper. And that's why, full stop, that's why they lost to Boston. Because this Siakam, if they are putting that much pressure on him offensively and taking away the bucket, they... He finds his players now. And I think Scotty Barnes has helped with that, with the trust factor. And if I move it, I know it's going to go in the right direction. What Scotty's done, Sean, he makes basketball fun. Yes, I agree. He makes it fun. I want to play with that guy. You know why? Because every time I look at him, he's smiling at me. And so I want to play with him. And yet, he, and you know, Scotty. Scotty's, not to, not no, no, no. Well, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Really quick. He hasn't had a meteoric leap, right? I think that's. But he's been fucking good. Like, and as basketball objectively, people, yeah. we get too caught up in thinking that leaps are linear. Oh, you were this good year one. Next year, you should be three point percent better. It's not. It's not that linear. These are real people with real things. So, and like you do see a big leap between first and second year normally, but sometimes you see it between first and third year. And no one's had a more linear, uh, non-linear ascension to all NBA staple than Pascal Siakam mm-hmm. start rookie season starter at power forward. Now they didn't have a power forward. So it was kind of by default down on the nine Oh five part of a bench mob, you know, then a role player and second slash third best player on an NBA championship team forced to lead a team crumbles forced to lead a team rises to the occasion. And now is unequivocally the best player on what is what? the third or fourth best fourth. team in the entire conference behind Milwaukee, Boston, and what? Who do you put? They're right there with Cleveland, I would say. The record isn't, yeah. but they're right there. I like Cleveland. Me too. I think Cleveland's really good. But and, I think, and look, I, by the way, Scotty's stats, Scotty stats are the same. He's just yes. playing a little less. Well, and then and Fred Van Vliet goes out, and what happens? Hey, Scotty, you're our point guard. You're our right. point guard one. for half. Play the one and, tonight. Yeah. Which, what by the way, like 11 points, everyone's, everything's The Raptors would win the the takes on the internet about them being better without Fred VanVleet just isn't true, just isn't true. But I think if they let Scotty be the full time one, I think Gary and Fred fly. By the way, Gary Trent having a year, but those two guys flying off of Scotty, I think would provide really significant value for both because Fred is one of the five best catch and shoot three point shooters in the yes. league, like and elite it- shooter. Yeah, and and that's where you want him. With the ball in his hands as a, as a pick-and-roll running point guard, he struggles in the paint because he's small, right? So you don't want him making that read of, I have an opening, I'm going to go to the basket. You want him standing at the three-point When I think line. of him off-ball, I think of what he did in that Milwaukee series. Oh, where, like he had his kid ripped, and, he's and then he just got hearts out. Just catch-and-shoot bombs. And look, this is the last thing I'll say about the team. I know that... I know that probably not going to win the championship, right? I think no. it's going to be Boston, Milwaukee, hell, maybe even Phoenix, right? I think those are the teams. And, you know, that's okay. You know why? Because they play like this. They play together. They play as a team. They guard. They pass. They move. It's beautiful. And even if it, when it's, when it's even when they don't win, it's beautiful. It's it really is. And that is what they put together. Just a team of unselfish, good people. And that's why they're getting results. And, and that's, that's why that's part of the reason they took Scotty Barnes, because they looked at that guy and said, 
even if Jalen Suggs is better than you, which I don't think they believe, but even if Jalen Suggs is better than you, I believe you do so much for my culture, for my organization that I don't give a shit. And it's paying off. And that's why the city loves them. Like Toronto's yeah, a big metro- sure. a big metropolis. We talk about this a lot. So people think that they love run and gun, dash, flash. This city forever has loved the underdog story, has loved hardworking, grinding people. Gritty. The most famous hockey player, one of the most famous hockey players in this town is a fourth liner because he fought everything that moved, he hit everything that moved, and, and, he, and he worked his ass off. That's what the city loves. Our hockey team is a bunch of prima donnas who rely on skill, and our basketball team is a bunch of men who come to work every day prepared to put in the time and effort. That's why they, if they go on a losing streak, they get a pass. Because at least you know that they're going out there and giving it their all every time. And when you try harder than the other team, especially in the regular season, it's a yeah. problem. One more thing before we move. Um, there's a lot of talk out there, and Windhorse mentioned it before the season, about how this he was, you know, they were talking about probably over-unders or something like that. And he's talking about how he believes this is a team that's going to outshoot the potential. And it's because he believes that they have thing moves to make. That and you down think as well. that, yep. that they have, there's something coming. And for the longest time, and in the summer, it was like, well, Durant, Durant, Durant. That isn't the guy. I want to go, if I want to go, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go trade for the guy who's I guess- Cunningham. Who's go ahead? Uh, I was gonna say Shea, but yeah, who's Cade Cunningham before Cade Cunningham? And that's okay. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Okay, all right. That's the guy I'm getting. Bring him big home. guard, do it all. And look, you can you can have every anyone on the roster. I'm calling Sam Presti. I'm like, Sam, my G. You can my have G. everyone on the roster. You cannot have Pascal. You cannot have Scotty. Anyone else? All yours. OG can be in the trade. Yes. Freddie can be in the trade. Yes. Okay. All right. Not maybe not all together. Like you can't have Freddie, Gary, and you can't have no, the whole right, team. Right, 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 right. But any of those guys, and my I'm completely open to. All right. Okay. Call Quick it question. in. Along the same lines as Sean's, they say to you, "Okay, you can protect one more player. Who is it? Who is your third untouchable guy in this scenario? You know, it should only- be OG." It should, it should be, be, but it's not. But I need my heart, and that's Fred. Thank you. Yes, and OG is a walking Band-Aid. Love him to death. And he, he I think that he has a real shot at defensive yeah, player here this play, year. Yeah, he to play 65 games. But you need him, you need him to play, and he, he hasn't proven that, yep. which, again, a lot of the time is not his fault. All right, I was going to do a game. Ian actually brought it up before the podcast, so I want to put more time and effort into it. We were going to do an old takes exposed um segment of this where we were, i was going to go through your do you have any on you i so it's hold on so i, I was going to go through rob's old twitter my twitter and ian's twitter to find takes that we <laughs> said about basketball that are just objectively terrible now i went through uh, about a year of ian's and i'm not going to lie like a lot of the shit that he said was right because 90 percent of his tweets are about Masai Ujiri and pascal siakam so he's not losing any right now um, no betting on Masai is really good the one that i had pulled up here was uh give me sugs and let's get to fucking work hashtag we the north and then the next tweet is i hate everything so <laughs> <laughs> oh no i took a Big L on draft night. So like we, by the way, but you, a lot well, of Raptors on, Twitter did. But in your defense, and trust me, I, I'm like a PhD on the last year of your Twitter right now. You pivoted so quickly. You saw one vid, one interview with Scotty Barnes, and you were all the way in. So I will put a little bit more time and effort into the next one. So Wait, we're I play- can give you guys one, and this right. one is fitting for you guys. Um, 2016 draft, I had my old blog, the Bob Ball blog, and I live tweet. I I didn't live tweet. I live blogged the draft. <laughs> Raptors pick Pascal Siakam. What do I fix my face? What do my little Twitter fingers get to typing? Well, guys, you know me. I watch a lot of basketball, and I have never heard of this guy. That does not seem like a good sign for the Raptors. Well, if it makes you feel better. There's my old take exposed. Ian really wanted the kid from Michigan State. Uh, was it John, not Johnny Davis. What was his name? The, he was the center. Deontay Davis. Deontay Davis. Ian really wanted that guy. And we're at Ian's house watching the draft live. And Ian doesn't know that he had everyone turn the tweets off, but I had Woj still on. So I was like guessing the tweets before they happened and getting most of them right. And I was like, 
Ian, I think the Raptors are going to take Pascal Siakam. And I, and he's like, I think he said like something, like, maybe it was Scalabissier or someone. He's like, is that who? They're t- no, they're taking that guy. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure it's Pascal Siakam. No one knew I like who he Scal was. like Scal too. And now here we are. Um, all right. Scal too. Let's show what in. that shows. I don't know shit. And I'm glad that Masai Ujiri runs the team and I don't. And again, another one of your tweets is the, where you unequivocally said, I'm all in on Scotty Barnes was the um, Raptors. What's their uh, Leafs blueprint is what it's called for hockey. What's their, is it on the, off the court? What's it called when it's behind the scenes? Open gym. Of open gym. And it's like Masai and Bobby Webster, like embracing when they got to pick Scotty Barnes. And Ian was like, oh my God, like this guy's going to be a yeah, five time. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> we're, yeah. we're good. All right. Let's get to the quick hitters piece of this. So we've played real or fake before. Very simple. I'm going real or fake starts to the NBA season. I've got eight of them. And I want to get this done in 10 minutes. Let's see if we can do it. First up, Rob Shaw, real or fake NBA starts Portland Trailblazers five and two. Is this real, real. or is this fake? Real playoff team real. Uh, but Lillard's out right now. So that could put a damper on it, but they're a playoff team. I think that's real. Yeah, I think the definition of real is important, right? Like, I are they six, seven, eight? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I still have really big concerns on. Now they're going to get Gary Payton back. Um, Isn't Lillard out too? There's I just don't. Many. I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Right? Like, I don't know. I don't buy it. Now, it, it, honestly, if Shaden Sharp. You know, if he makes a little bit of like a Scotty Barnes midseason surge, interesting. All right, so, so let's set the parameters here. Real would be that they're a top two play-in team. Yes, they're then they're real. You think they're seven or eight seed? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, going, I think that's safe. I'm going fake. I think they're a bottom play-in team. I think that they're we, we get. Let's get to the next one because I think it's not necessarily this extreme. Mm-hmm. But real or fake NBA starts the Jazz and Spurs. The Jazz and Spurs are combined eleven and six. Real or fake? Shits is two pays. <laughs> it's fake. And all those guys, all those teams are going to trade all their players to try and get one NBA. Hey, Hold on, if they keep winning. Bear with me. I think the start is real. I think that they brought in a collection of players that seems to have gelled. They're catching people off guard because everyone thinks that they're going to tank. And I think that they play very, very hard which means that they're going to win more games than, than and they they're should. showcasing just, for other teams, just like Oklahoma city always hits their over because they are going to win more games than they should, because they're they're They do have that crop of talent, even if Sam Presley is going to put them in the shadow realm where it's fake is they are unequivocally going to be the two worst teams in the West along with mm-hmm. Houston. Houston. And, well, Houston, say, Houston would like to speak to you. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be in that mix because management isn't going to let them happen. When so do we, when do we start, real... when do we start officially getting concerned about the Houston core? Like, I know we're all, you know, in the summer, we're like, Oh, Jabari Smith. And next year. And Has like, to be next year. No. And everyone's, you know, and, and, and Porter and like, um, and the big center, the Turkish dude and Shangun. It's like, Shangun. do I, have to be excited about this why should i be excited about this? no you you we cannot take anything seriously until i would say 24 months from now we can't they are they're the only ones no, who but, are actually losing properly so yeah, if but, anything they're doing it no, right but sean but people in the summer were talking about oh i kind of like houston's core oh like you know no, but they, no one picked them to win City more than 20 and, games and all these other in orlando i mean i think houston is like very much a and you if you want to go back and listen to this when we do our next podcast eight months from now Listen to this when I tell you. I think the Houston, the Houston core is very meh. I well, think it's we'll very meh together. I think individually, there's a lot of talent. Well, yeah, because no, they're they, all they, the NBA. Of course, no, talent. it's because they, Rob Shaw defends Kevin Porter Jr. more than more than his own fucking oh, I love parents. Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, I know, I know, but I think Jalen Green is good. And then I guess we'll yeah, see. Jalen Green is good. I, th- I still think Jabari Smith is good. I, did I want him? And to Tari go Eason's been good Houston? too. Anywhere but Houston is where I wanted him though. All right, let's forget this. Let's move on. Um, real or fake? The Warriors at three and five. And I will give a parameter here. This is real if they're not a top four team in the, in the West. This is fake if they aren't. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. I, I, I mean, agree with Sean or Ian. They're going to be fine. I just don't know if I, I want to say real or fake. What's they're real playing again? your young guys. You're That's saying the that problem. the three and five start is real if they are 
fifth seed or below. You're saying it's fake if it's fourth seed or higher. It's fake. Fake. It's fake. And I'm mad at the Warriors right now. Hurry's hooping. Like Draymond Green mad or? No, I'm not going to punch anybody in the face. (laughs) Um, No, but they, this is just always a pet peeve of mine. Don't rest your stars on the road. It's so shitty for those fans that pay X amount for their one game a year to go see this special player. And then tonight they were treated to the people that went to see paid to see the Warriors tonight were treated to James Wiseman and Jonathan Kaminga. No Steph, no Clay, no Draymond, no, no Wiggins. Oh, no Wiggins. That's the one. Like, you got Jordan good. Poole, but like I, I know if I paid my hard-earned money with my kids, I know my t- my kid who just turned 10. Shout out to Marcus. It's his birthday today. Happy I birthday, know Marcus. Up, Marcus. I know Marcus isn't going to be thrilled when I say, yes, yeah, Steph's not playing, but don't worry, buddy. James Wiseman might get eight and seven. I, I don't disagree. I'm with you. I'm with you. But I think they're trying to recalibrate. But I get it. I hate when they sit on the road. It's true. I hate when they sit in general, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, no, I agree. I think there are warts here. I don't think they give a shit where they finish as long as they're in the top six. So I'll say that it's real in the sense that I think they finished fifth. So you I, think they think they're a switch? Yeah, but if you think they finish in the top six, it's it's it's. But I I've set the there's more of options. Fourth. There's more options to be above five. Sure, maybe, but I do think this is pretty combustible locker room at the moment. I do think that they just want a title so they can be, get a bit complacent. I think they don't give a shit where they finish. They think they can beat anybody when the chips are down. Let's so flip we'll the see. switch. So we'll see. Let's, let's flip the switch and see if it happens. Another another team with a trade to make. Last one. Or, sorry, last team, and then I have four players. Real or fake, start to the season, Phoenix Suns. Real. 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 I'm not even going to talk about it. Real. That's three. But we have seen a Chris Paul decline. It, it's slowly getting there. Yeah, but we're also seeing a Devin Booker incline. And it's awesome. Yeah. So let's even that one out. <laughs> Real and the Mikhail Bridges incline. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Real or fake? Shea Gilgis Alexander is a 30 point per game score. I mean, being a 30 point per game score is super rare. So fake. But you know what I mean? Like, this, being he's that. Guy. He's as advertised. No, yeah, exactly. I'm good. You guys nailed that. That's perfect. No, 30 is way too hard, but this dude is the business. Also, Kentucky guy. (laughs) That's been a while since you guys won, though. Um, That's because in 2015, they cheated for Wisconsin uh, with Frank Kaminsky. There was a shot clock violation. Uh, The Badgers scored a bucket they should not have scored. That that was seven years ago. And stopped us from being forty and zero. Didn't you just lose to like the Peacocks or something? <sighs> I did. <laughs> All, All right, right go. Re- real or fake? Dennis Smith Jr. as a, a quality role player. Fake, but it makes me happy. He's. I, I wanted to stick. Did you hear he wanted to go to the NFL? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was great. I want him to stick. I really do. So I'm rooting for him. I hope it's real. I'm with you. I think it's fake, but I really cheering for him. Like mm-hmm. you, you always want guys to succeed. awesome in college. Real or fake? Kristaps Porzingis is a as an actual NBA player scoring 20 points per game. Well, he's really? 20 and eight. He's just not going to play that. more he's than just 30 never games. Healthy. Yeah. See, I made these too easy for you. Last one. Uh, real or fake? Andrew Wiggins that the ascension that he made during the NBA playoffs last year is here to stay. That he is real. a key core piece of a championship team going forward, even if you know it's what not he is? on the Warriors. You know who he is? He's Kyle Lowry. Guy like that. couldn't... A little more pedigree you know, than Kyle at the time. Couldn't get yeah, out of like his... That. More pedigree. Couldn't get out of his own way for a variety of reasons. Finds the right home with the right staff and the right ecosystem. Thrives. Anything's possible. And that is what I want for Cat. Yeah, you, you ain't going to get it. But we, we would have said that two years ago about Andrew. We would have said he didn't care enough. We would have said he didn't he didn't have that dog in him. Like those TikToks or I don't know. Yeah, TikTok, but, but Andrew like Instagrams such, with like the dog in the x-ray. Andrew is such a – Andrew is such an unbelievable athlete that like I can always – at least I know 
You know what I mean? Like with you can Kat, move his like, role around. His yes, athleticism makes with him Kat, so versatile. Like you're huge and can shoot, but you're lazy. You're huge, but you need to be a scorer. Like with Wiggins, right. you might tell him, "Hey, tonight, Steph and Clay are out. Can you get us 20? So but, tantalizing. But why? Every, like, hey, everybody's here. I need you to just play D like all hell on Jason Tatum and rebound. It's like Kyle. It's like Kyle, big guard. That's oh, that's so tantalizing. Not just you know, not just Anthony Tolliver with better PR. You will crush it. That is fucking crazy, dude. Um, Okay. All right. Uh, What I was going to say about Andrew is two things always stuck out to me. Uh, Well, it always stuck out to me in his rookie season. He was tasked with guarding James Harden, and he put him into oblivion. He really made it hard for him. That's why it was always really frustrating for me when he kept growing as as an athlete and as a professional, and he took less pride in his defense. And I think being in the culture – this, that we talked about this, I think one of our first podcasts the three of us ever did was that the culture of the Golden State Warriors was the best thing that could ever happen to Andrew Wiggins, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's something that happened. And then he had that quote last year in the finals where he just, he said, I woke up in the second round of the playoffs and I was like, I think they need me to rebound. I'm just going to go try. And I found this pretty easy. I've never been asked to rebound in my life. I was always been a scorer or, or a facilitator. I was just like, I can do this. And what did, he was an absolute beast on the boards in the, in the playoffs last year. So shout out to Andrew Wiggins. All right. That's real or fake. I gave you, I gave me that too easy for you. So Ian messaged me. This is spur of the moment. My kids are going to basically, they're, they're not going to bed until tomorrow at this point. So let's bring out our spiciest hot take right off the cuff. Ian, I'm throwing to you. And if you, since it's your game, if you want to make any parameters and ground, is it just like, let's just throw out a spicy NBA take? Is that it? Because you must have one if you ask well, to do this. The take that needs that I need to get out, I don't know if it's my spicy, but the take needs to get out is there is, this, there is a separate penthouse tier in the NBA right now. And none of those players are from the United States. And I think that is crazy to think about. The, you know, you're talking about the 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 best of the best in the league, like the two or three best players in the league. None of them are from the United States. Well, Jokic, and think, Jokic and Doncic. Jokic, Doncic, Giannis. Oh, Giannis. Sean, Jesus this Christ. is Sean, a, Sean, Sean, Sean. Ian is throwing you a lob. I, mi- I missed the literally the best player in the NBA. Yeah. Wait, he's throwing you a lob to your trivia. To my trivia? This was not you with the oh yeah yeah the MVA the MVPs who, ha, who are not he's born throwing in the you States. a lob like will you please windmill this Vince Carter but that no, that no, no. that I, is I need this one that is that is unthinkable even five years ago so it's that is pretty amazing I think my probably my probably my spiciest take would be um, I don't think any of Miami Philadelphia or Brooklyn at our top six team in the East. Well, Brooklyn's damn sure not. Um, ahead, I wouldn't be ahead. surprised if Philly goes on a little run now that uh, James Harden is out for a month. Yeah, but Embiid doesn't look himself. So and I'm a little nervous does. about that. Mr. Maxie's great, but he couldn't, couldn't, you know, really can't guard anybody. And then it's a bunch of role players that I think we may have gotten a little too excited about. So, and Doc. So I'm worried about Philly officially. Miami, I'm worried about. I, I don't think. I think my spiciest take would be none of those three teams are top six. Well, then that means you must have the Bulls as a top six team, because I'll give you Atlanta, but it's not we Washington. Just, just, it's not the Knicks. Busted Atlanta. Yeah, but it's not Washington. It's not the Knicks. It's not the Pacers. So if it's not them, it has to be the Bulls, and I, I just don't see that. Yeah, I think the Bulls can hang around if they stay healthy. Levine over, coming over back, Philly. Or Miami Living coming back? No, I don't, I just don't think Philly's good. All right, Rob, give me a spicy take. Ten the podcast. Kyrie Irving will play more games than Kawhi Leonard this year from this point forward. <laughs> that that is wow. It's a good one. From this point forward, yeah. I'm letting my dick hang, and I'm going to say Kyrie Irving plays more games than Kawhi Leonard. Are we officially year. worried about that? Oh We're yeah, officially no, that, worried about that, oh, right? Yeah, that's yeah. done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, another spicy take would be no California team makes the playoffs. I can't say that about the Warriors. No, no California teams a top six seed. But then you're counter 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 uh 
See, you couldn't say anti-Semitism. For some reason, I can say contradict. Uh, you, then you're contradicting your just take about how the Warriors are going to be top four. Well, no, I don't necessarily believe it, but it's out there. It's a spicy take. He's just he's just giving you a little heat. But Kyrie over Kawhi, that's good. I I, I think Kawhi could genuinely sit rest of the way. Does that guy hate basketball? He must. Him and Kyrie both hate basketball for different reasons. Like, why are you guys so unhappy? You're millionaires playing a child's game. Smile. No, like I get I get the hardships that come with it. And like I'm not gonna pretend that being an athlete's easy, right? There's a lot of dark days. Um try and be happier. Let's work together to make you make you happy. What's gonna make you happy? If it's not playing basketball, you don't have to. Believe me, those two have exercised that right. First time I ever thought about athletes with PTO. <laughs> I don't have a hot take. I have an old take exposed. Ian said that Trey Young is the best offensive point guard in the NBA. And that's when Steph Curry exists. So well done. Uh, but let's end there. That was great. I fucking missed this. This no, was awesome. This was awesome. Um, thank you, Rob Shaw. Make sure you're checking Rob out everywhere that you find podcasts. Follow him on Twitter. He is the pod god, Harry Potter. Ian, sign us off, buddy. Good to be back. Stay safe, everybody. That's all we get? Stay safe, everybody. Yeah, I gotta go. And while you were, like, literally mouth-organing the fucking mic there? Bye. Bye.